I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show on this Wednesday, December 8th. Appreciate you being with us. Much to discuss. We have the possibility of a war with Russia and Ukraine on the horizon. We'll have uh, somebody from the ground out there in Ukraine joining us in just about half an hour or so to talk about, is this really a possibility? Could we see... A full-scale military conflict? Could it be a limited incursion to seize some territory? Is it a bluff to get concessions? We'll go through all that stuff with somebody who's been covering Ukraine and the conflict there for years now, Nolan Peterson. Uh, We also have the possibility of six shots now on the horizon to be fully vaccinated. The possibility, it has not been... Fauci has said they're definitely moving fully vaccinated to three shots. I mean, we've all known that for a while. We'll get to this, what this means. But also uh, the Pfizer CEO says, yeah, well, if we have to do a new oh, look at that, isn't that so convenient? We have to do a new vaccine for the Omicron variant. And I guess we can expect a vaccine every year for whatever the next variant is. It will be three additional shots. I can do the basic math on this one. Three plus three equals six shots or else you're a bad person who wants old people to die. That's what they will be saying if we go in that direction. But I want to start today, I mean, Clay and I have been texting back and forth and with the team here just about the numbers are staggering. To to put this in proper context, let's understand that 2020 was a terrible year for violence in American cities. And it really only happened from June, interestingly enough, until the end of that year, until the uh, you know November election and December. So it only had half a year. You had lockdowns. And then you had, in June, all of a sudden, this explosion of violence that occurred in cities. All of a sudden, there were more shootings. 
almost like it coincided somewhat with the anti-police narrative, the rise of BLM and Democrat prosecutors, progressive prosecutors having a much freer hand to do whatever they want, which means go soft on criminals. But we have actually seen now, Clay, an increase over that year in a lot of cities, such that not only was 2020 a bad year, 2021 already, we're only on the 8th of December now, 2021 is in fact a, a, a year of a dozen or so major cities. About 12 so far major cities have set their all-time homicide records. All-time, folks. All right, Just to give you a sense of some of these numbers, and Clay, we, we got to dive into why this is happening. Philadelphia, which has 1.5 million people, so less, less than a quarter of New York City. Philadelphia has 521 murders as of this week. All right, New York, which is much larger, only has 443. You go to other cities, though. Uh, Chicago has 739 homicides as of the end of November, which is up 3% from 2020, which was a very high year from the year before that. Although actually the highest ever in Chicago was 1970, where there were 974 homicides, back when libs thought that you know crime was a social problem and let's not punish people too much. But other cities, St. Paul, Minnesota, Portland, Oregon, Tucson, Arizona, Toledo, Ohio, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Austin, Texas, Rochester, New York, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Clay. This is pandemonium on the homicide front. We're on in a lot of these cities. Looking at this list, Columbus, Ohio, Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, Philly, as you mentioned earlier, Austin, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, one of the cities where we're number one, Albuquerque, New Mexico. What you're seeing is, Buck, all over the nation, we are seeing record highs in 2021. Remember, this is still with a month left, effectively, in the entire year. We're seeing record high murder rates. And what we were told, the lie that we were told, was that 2020 was going to be an outlier year because of what? COVID, right? That's what they tried to sell was, even as you point out, the numbers were actually down quite a bit until the Black Lives Matter protests started in the wake of the George Floyd uh, case. And then the murder rate skyrocketed all over the country. And what's interesting about all these cities, Buck, is it's the width and breadth and length of the entire United States. You can't point to one particular region or one particular city and say, oh, the reason why this is going on here, there's a unique calculus associated with the murder rate here. No, it's skyrocketing all over the country. And remember last year, nearly a 30% increase, the largest single-year increase on record in recorded FBI history and now many of these cities are going to be up again from next year. And the answer is defund the police is the dumbest single argument, I believe, in the 21st century. And, and I think we have to keep hammering this home. The overwhelming number of victims here are minority inner city residents. Black Lives Matter has led to the protest and the uh, and the attack on policing in our cities has led to the largest number of black lives being lost in a year-to-year -year and a couple-of-year year relative to past history of all time. The irony here is staggering. It is uncomfortable, and it's so uncomfortable, in fact, Buck, that almost no one will discuss it. People don't want to even have a conversation about the reason why the murder rate is up, and it's directly connected to Black Lives Matter. 
It's also connected to the progressive prosecutors who have been installed in many cities across the country. Black Lives Matter, Clay, as we know, had many effects, negative effects, let's be honest about it, including changing the political climate nationally. And we got to be honest, Republicans, there was a moment there, June, July, some people on the right were even saying, oh, maybe we need a little more criminal justice reform or something. There was this moment of we're going to appease as the mobs are out in the street, as they're tearing down statues, as they're breaking things and looting it, right? They're, they're, and I'm going to say it, I, as much as I, I love President Trump's uh, policies and did so much great stuff, there was about a four to six week period where the movement, so to speak, was able to go really largely unopposed on media. Everyone was running scared. And President Trump, I think, was trying to right the ship, but they gained a lot of ground. So with the progressive prosecutors, for example, um, they were able to continue to push for some of the things, some of the bail reform law stuff, and really just understand it's the day-to-day prosecutorial decisions that drive so much of this. Oh, we got a guy found with an illegal firearm who's already gotten, you know, three domestic violence convictions, two, you know, two robbery convictions and a burglary conviction. But, Clay, do we really want to throw him in jail for a few years for a firearms charge? Let's save that for somebody who crosses, you know, state lines accidentally with their concealed carry permit, you know, who's never had a criminal infraction in their life, right? This is the uh, the mentality of the left. That actually happened to somebody who was a Pennsylvania resident, crossed over to New Jersey, by the way, years ago. It was a pretty well-known case. Um, Those decisions have enormous ramifications. Uh, The decision to let people out and to not punish people strongly for the violations i mean they're going below they want to get rid of of course mandatory minimums a lot of time it's another thing they always attack Clay. they want to have the judge have the discretion well prosecutors has have even more discretion because they can decide well we're only going to go for a certain count right we're not going to go for everything we can we're not going to try to run them consecutively so these are all ways to shape the criminal justice system that result in what we are seeing this is staggering these numbers what should happen, and I know we have a lot of people out there who listen, who are working in think tanks, who do all sorts of diving into the numbers. The analysis that I would love to see here, Buck, is how many, what percentage of the murders, for instance, that are being committed in these cities where the overall murder rate is skyrocketing are being committed by people with previous violent felony convictions on their record? Because... What I believe has happened is we are letting, as you're elucidating here, people who we know are dangerous. Look at what happened in Waukesha, the guy who killed all those innocent people at the Christmas parade. He should have never been on the streets. I would bet 75%, I bet it's 75% of the murders that are being committed right now in our major cities are by people with previous violent felonies on their record who you can argue should have never been out on the streets in the first place. Because it's one thing to say, hey, we're going to defund the police, and that is a failure, and it seems like everybody's trying to walk back that idea. But the police are arresting these guys, putting them into prison, sometimes getting them convicted, and then they're right back out on the streets. So what percentage, I would love to know, of the murders, let's say in New York City, in Philadelphia, where they just set a record, of those murders are being committed by people who have previously had convictions for violent felonies and should have otherwise not been out on the streets because those are lives that are being directly taken by our going too soft on crime. Remember, Clay, there was this period in American cinema, right? You and I are both uh, 
both children, so to speak, of the late 80s, early 90s, and we celebrate similar movies. Before that, though, if you go back into the 70s, the late 70s, remember the Charles Bronson era yes. and the Death Wish movies and all these, this the rise of the vigilante movies, also rise of urban dystopia movies about, you know, rival gangs and all of this. And that resonated with the American people because cities felt like we had this term, the inner city, right, that they had been abandoned to the criminals. And right now what we have are cities that feel like they're going in that direction very rapidly. And the best the Democrats can do is either try to ignore it, which is not going to work. Part of this is because we have video now, right? Everyone carries around video cameras so that we see when AOC says something like, oh, a lot of this stuff doesn't pan out with the retail theft. Actually, we see all the videos of it, AOC, right? So it's harder for them to suppress it than it would have been even 20 years ago. And people are fed up with it because there are perception issues, right? There are how do you feel on the street knowing that the the store two blocks away just got ransacked and a hundred thousand dollars of stuff was stolen. Do you want to set up your business? Do you want to re-sign your lease? Or do you want to sell your home if you own one? This is what is going on, and it is directly, directly attributable to stupid ideas from Democrats. I mean, that's really the, the you know the end result of all this has to be people realize what's going on. To build on your point about the 1970s, remember what the 1980s had was cop movies with real stars. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, the Lethal Weapon franchise. Cops became pop culture stars that people hope to become. I think you're starting to see that with a show like Yellowstone, where they have people who are in positions, cop-like positions, and they're just absolutely levying their own form of justice because people feel like the criminal justice system is not doing it. I think you're going to see not only are cops going to get more funded, I think we're going to see a rapid swing back to cops are real heroes. I think that's where we're headed. Who, who could have thought that wildlife regulators would be such a bunch of badass? I, right? you know? I know. I know. Livestock, man. All the guys working in national parks are like, that's right. Yeah. Who knew, by the way, that Montana had like the highest if, if, if the Yellowstone murder rate was translated, the capital of murders in the entire country would certainly be uh, Bozeman, Montana, I believe, where they try to set all that. And by the way, Mike Lindell, our friend and the inventor of my pillow, uh, they have got us all fitted for incredible products across the board. But you can trust Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Pillows won't go flat. You can wash and dry them constantly and they're made in the USA. And right now, Mike has got an incredible offer on his my pillows, the lowest price ever. You can get a standard my pillow for $19.98 that was originally $69.98, a $50 savings with the promo code Clay and Buck. Plus, they have money-back guarantee until March 1st of next year. Buck, how do you get hooked up? It's so easy. Just go right now to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials and enter promo code Clay and Buck. That's MyPillow.com. Click on radio listener specials and enter promo code Clay and Buck. Or call 800-792-3269. That's 800 800- 792-3269 for these incredible incredible radio specials. You'll not only find this offer, but there are rotating discounts on 150-plus MyPillow products from the Giza Dream bed sheets, the best sheets I've ever owned, honestly. The mattress topper, it's amazing. The slippers, I was wearing them this morning, drinking my coffee, and more. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code Clay and Buck. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com We still do not believe that President Putin has made a decision. What President Biden did today was lay out very clearly the consequences if he chooses to move. He also laid out an alternative path 
an alternative path that is fundamentally in keeping with the basic principles and propositions that have guided America in the Euro-Atlantic area for the past 70 years. And ultimately, we will see in the days ahead through actions, not through words, uh, what course of action Russia chooses to take. I'm sure Vladimir Putin is terrified of whatever memorandum Jake Sullivan, the national security advisor there for the Biden administration, is drafting up some some serious SAT words going into that letter. Putin is shaken in his boots. Is Russia going to invade Ukraine? This is going to have big implications for a whole range of things that will certainly affect the region and could affect us here at home. We've got somebody who can actually answer this question with expertise because he's out there and he's been covering this for years on the front lines, in fact, of the conflict between Russian-backed separatists in eastern Ukraine and the Ukrainian central government. He's in Ukraine right now with us, Nolan Peterson. He is a senior editor at Coffee or Die magazine, and his most recent video of volunteers who are coming together with whatever gear, whatever hunting rifles that they can on the ground in Ukraine, it's up at clayandbuck.com. It's an amazing video Nolan's got there, so go to clayandbuck.com and check that out. Nolan, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So you've been covering Ukraine for years, and I know this. I've been following your work and the conflict there, which Russia's already taken off Crimea. They've already you know, bitten off that chunk, so to speak. They've taken parts, control of parts of eastern Ukraine. But now there's concern with 100,000-plus soldiers that there could be, in the weeks ahead, a full-scale invasion. What do you think about this? How seriously is it being taken by the Ukrainians you've been talking to in recent days? Well, I think the the Ukrainians uh, were probably initially skeptical about the about the possibility of a, a major invasion. But I have seen in the last week uh, week and a half a change in their opinion, where they are now seriously concerned that the ongoing war in the eastern Donbas region could escalate into a countrywide conflagration, a major invasion by Russia. And I have to say, you know, I'm, my previous profession before I was a, a journalist was as a, an Air Force special operations pilot. And I spent the lion's share of my 20s, you know, preparing to go to war in Iraq and Afghanistan or spending you know, time in those countries in combat. And I always associated war with the Middle East or some third world country. But when you walk around here in Kiev and you get McDonald's restaurants and Nike Town stores and malls just had their Black Friday sales, even though they don't celebrate Thanksgiving here. The Christmas decorations are growing, going up. And it feels like I'm in the opening scenes of some World War II movie on the eve of like the Nazi invasion of Warsaw or something. And it's just really hard to appreciate or contemplate the fact that in the 21st century, we're thinking about a major armored invasion of a European country. But the fact that tanks might be rolling down the streets here in Kiev, there might be airstrikes in the city. They're stocking the, the bomb shelters, preparations for you know, what could be a countrywide offensive. So it's, it is serious. And I think as somebody who's seen many wars in my time, you know, just the notion of being here in a European city and contemplating a World War II style invasion It really drives home the precariousness of the moment we're in and the stakes that, you know, we need to get this right. We need to prevent this from happening because if Russia does invade with the full forces it has to bear, 
I don't think the war will be quarantined to Ukraine. And it could very well spark a general war in Eastern Europe. And I think that would be a war that our country would probably no longer have the luxury of ignoring or staying out of. Nolan, that was a really well said and descriptive example of what it's like on the ground right now in Ukraine. What sense, and I know you interviewed people about their uh, willingness to fight in the event Russia invades, what sort of resistance can Ukraine put up against Russia? How many people in Ukraine might welcome a Russian invasion? Give us a sense for how the na- the nation of Ukraine would respond in your experience or expectation to a Russian invasion. That's a great question. I, so Ukraine's regular military uh, comprises about 250,000 active duty soldiers. And they've got about 900,000 reservists from which they can draw to augment those forces in time of war. And they have not, as of now, mobilized those reservists. Um, that's not to say that Ukraine doesn't take the threat seriously. It's just mobilizing the reservists is a, a massive undertaking in terms of the costs and also the political capital that the Ukrainian government would have to expel not to call up that many people into active duty service. Uh, Russia has the ability, likely according to recent reports, of mobilizing about 175,000 troops. However, Russia's long-distance, long-range fires capability is massively outpowers Ukraine. So we're talking about missiles, you know, multiple launch rocket systems, obviously the Air Force airstrikes. So an initial Russian attack would, you know, the predominant thinking among, among many experts and also here in Ukraine among the military officials is that a Russian attack would likely start off with sort of a shock and awe campaign, if you want to compare it to something America does, uh, to eliminate as much of Ukraine's regular military as possible, you know, sort of right off the bat with missile strikes, uh, long-range fires, like I said, airstrikes. And then after that, it's sort of a guessing game what comes next. is you Are the Russian forces going to try and actually move into Ukraine with an armored invasion to take ground, or will they just try to effectively kill as many Ukrainian soldiers as possible to force a political capitulation from the Ukrainian government uh, to, you know, basically bring Ukraine back under Russia's fold, um, political fold. Uh, If Russia were to actually try to hold ground in Ukraine, uh, I really, I'm, I'm very fearful of that possibility because after being here for seven and a half years, I can tell you that the Ukrainian people are resolutely against uh, Russia. Nolan, can we can we keep it? Because I wanted to, I want to explore a little more with you here. Uh, a few things. One, I mean, since you're laying out in, in so much more detail than we're hearing anywhere else in the news, the reality of what this could be and what this is right now. Um, when you talk about how it could spark a broader conflagration, one that the U.S. could find itself drawn into. I mean that that gets a lot of people's attention. Can we keep you through for another for a few more moments? We're just going to go into a a break here and we'll keep you through we're speaking to nolan peterson he is on the ground in ukraine he's a journalist uh a veteran and he's the editor-in-chief of coffee or die magazine so we'll bring him back here in a moment and and answer this question if this goes bad how bad can it get but first 
A new cell phone at Christmas time is one of the big gifts you can get under the tree. If that's part of your holiday gift giving, check the prices at Pure Talk Cellular. They've got iPhone 12 starting at just $479. That's a great price compared to your other options. That's the way Pure Talk prices their service, too. Their cell service is just $30 a month for unlimited talk and text and 6 gigs of data. Compare that to your monthly cell phone bill. If you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're likely paying too much. Realize real savings with Pure Talk. It might save you as much as 50 or 60 bucks a month. If you're on the family plan, you're likely to save $800 a year. But Clay, how do you do it and what do you get? You get the same nationwide 5G coverage, the same exact coverage as the big guys for far less money per year. It's why both you and I are excited to be Pure Talk customers. Right now, how can you sign up? Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk, and you can save an additional 50% off your first month. Plus, you can save on a new phone, 30-day risk-free guarantee, nothing to lose. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Some restrictions apply. Call for detail. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Let's go right back to Ukraine. We are talking to Nolan Peterson, who is on the ground there, giving us a sense for what that country is like right now. Eerie times as potentially Russia prepares to invade Ukraine. We've got a lot of people out there listening to us, Nolan. Uh, A lot of uh, military veterans, a lot of people who are currently in the military, but also tons of civilians Why should Mm -hmm. Americans care about what happens between Russia and Ukraine? Paint the picture. All right. Well, I'll give you two answers to that question. The first is related to what I witnessed throughout the years of reporting on this war. And that is, in 2014, I saw for myself a tank battle outside the city of Mariupol. A tank battle in 2014 in our time in a European country. And it really impressed upon me the fact that, you know, the idea that world wars are over is a fiction. And we're naive to think that it cannot happen again. And so I would say that we have to be vigilant to not let this war escalate to the point that it sparks a general war in Eastern Europe, which could spread throughout the continent and then draws the United States in eventually in a conflict with Russia. The war should end here. It should end in Ukraine, and we need to do everything we can to stop it from escalating to a conflict that spreads throughout the region. Nolan, what, is that, what does that look like? I mean, just on the, on the ground there, from your uh-huh. perspective, what would you want to see the Biden administration right now do? Okay, well, the second thing is Ukrainians are willing to fight for their freedom, unlike the people in Afghanistan and Iraq, who we sort of force the idea of democracy and freedom upon. I worry... However, that, you know, this war has been going on for seven and a half years now. In 2014, Russian forces invaded Crimea and they they invaded in an unconventional invasion of Ukraine's eastern Donbass region. And so for seven and a half years, we've, you know, we've very sort of tepidly given Ukraine military aid. And it was under President Trump that the United States finally gave lethal weapons, the Javelin anti-tank missiles, to Ukraine. But I fear that the time has already passed for the United States to give Ukraine the kind of aid it would need to deter a full-scale invasion, right? We've helped them. The war in the Donbass is a trench war, snipers, artillery, drone attacks. No, we've given them things that help in that war. Counter-battery radars, the ability to fire back against daily shelling and whatnot. 
But the ability to defend against a major Russian invasion includes things like surface-to-air missiles, defensive surface-to-air missiles, and things like that to deter or to deter and to defend against, you know, long-range fires, missile strikes, airstrikes, that sort of thing. So at this point, you know, I think that we should just be hopeful that the current crisis passes, move forward on giving Ukraine things that it can use to defend itself, not attack, but defend itself from a major Russian attack. And then for now, just make it as clear as possible that obviously it is not in America's interest. I, it's, it's clear that we're not going to send ground troops to Ukraine to defend Ukraine. But we, we should make it clear that we'll do leverage every economic tool we have to punish Russia. I think that it is worrisome, however, that, you know, you know yesterday they're talking about all these new sanctions they're going to put on Russia and whatnot if Russia invades. But the EU gets 50% of its natural gas from Russia. And we're going into the dead of winter. And I personally have doubts about the resolve of the EU to levy very harsh new sanctions against Russia, knowing that, you know, they have an energy crisis ongoing in Europe right now. Will Europe be willing or have the the courage to stand by America to enact those tough sanctions should Russia invade? That's an unknown. And that brings, I think, us to these this potential of a wider war, and that is there's a, a cleave east-west in Europe within NATO and the EU between the Baltic states and Poland, countries that have living memories of Soviet oppression, you know, decades of, you know, the KGB and mass murders and world wars. They take the Russian threat as an existential threat to their sovereignty, their freedom, and their way of life, their democratic way of life. And so I fear that if there is a major Russian invasion of Ukraine, those NATO and EU countries in this region may not wait for orders from Washington or Brussels or Berlin or Paris to intervene in what they might see as an existential threat against their countries. And if that happens, if you do see countries deciding that they need to get involved, then, you know, you're talking about, forgive sort of the corny expression, but that Franz Ferdinand moment that sort of starts a a cascading series of events that we cannot arrest, and that could lead to catastrophe. We're speaking to Nolan Peterson, senior editor at Coffee or Die magazine, and a veteran himself uh, who is in Ukraine right now. So if you hear a delay for a second, folks, it's because he is on the you know the other side of the world, and he's been covering Ukraine for years. And, and Nolan, um, you mentioned some of the other countries in the region, um, Poland, uh, the Baltic states, places that have all too uh, clear a history and a memory of what it was like under the Soviet era. What, what are they doing and what will they call for, you think, if there is even a limited Russian incursion into Ukraine? Well, you're already seeing just today, Lithuania sent shipments of you know, ballistic body armor and whatnot to Ukraine. To I think more of a sign of solidarity than anything Ukraine produces plenty of weapons and <laughs> military gear, but I think they're demonstrating uh, their support. But, you know, I think when, when you look at the, for example, the recent Belarus border crisis, right, you see a, a militarization of NATO's eastern frontier along the borders with Belarus, uh, Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, that is really unprecedented for our time. And by the way, you had Russian nuclear-capable warplanes flying near that border region at the same time. So the tensions are extraordinarily high. And I obviously, if 
we have 175,000 Russian troops pouring into Ukraine, which borders Poland. I I don't know. I think that's that's that is that that question mark. Like I said, that Franz Ferdinand scenario, and it's up to those those countries may perceive it's in their best interest to do something about it. Whether that's sending massive amounts of hardware to Ukraine, maybe there will be civilian volunteer fighters, which I highly suspect will be a possibility. You'll probably see civilian volunteers coming from those countries uh, to to support Ukraine. Maybe those countries will send special operations forces. I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. But I think the overarching message should be that should Russia invade, you're kickstarting a series of events that are out of everybody's control. Nolan, and 30 seconds we're, we're, here. Sorry to cut you off. But what's the time frame? When will this happen in your mind, this invasion, if it's going to happen? Well, Russia has the forces in place to execute immediately if they so choose. I suspect that if the Kremlin has decided that they are going to invade, it will most likely happen this winter. I say January, February. The reason being that during the winter is when Russia has the most leverage over the EU, the EU as far as gas supplies. Russia, like I said, the EU gets about half of natural gas from Russia. If Russia just... You know, the EU wants to put sanctions on Russia. Russia say, all right, we turn the gas off. And suddenly you got people freezing in their apartments in Paris. And Nolan, so look, man, stay safe. Pleasure. We'll have you back to talk more about this as it gets closer. Thank you for uh, joining us. Nolan Peterson from Ukraine, Coffee or Die magazine. More coming up, team. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. I want to give you a couple of happy stories here, Buck. You're going to like this one. First of all, this is kind of funny. Finland has a prime minister. Her name is Sana Marin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right because I'm not exactly an expert in Finnish pronunciation. Is she unmarried because Buck is unmarried? I'm going to tell you, Buck, you might need to look her up. You might need to bring her to America. 36 years old. Perfect. She is the, the Finnish prime minister. She left her work phone, work phone at home Saturday night, hit the clubs until 4 a.m., and then did not realize that she was supposed to be quarantining. She has said, sorry for partying uh, in, uh, in her response to this scandal that has emerged in Finland, and I'm going to retweet this story. And many of you who see this are going to say, my God, this is the hottest prime minister, <laughs> the hottest prime minister in the history of democratic republics. I don't, I don't know who, uh, John Major, maybe back in the I'm trying to think of who the hottest prime minister prior to Sana Marin, who suddenly is going to become very popular in America because she was out partying till 4 a.m. and did not care about the COVID notification. So I am I am dubbing her the hottest prime minister in the history of democracies around the world. You can give me your own recommendations. There may be somebody better looking. All right, so that is uh, a story direct from Finland. So all of our Finnish affiliates are going to be very excited. They were not anticipating getting a mention on the Clay and Buck show here. I, I think so. Maybe I'll tweet at her and tell her it's okay. You party, girl. You don't. You don't let those mean people in the media and with the whole COVID notification thing 
rain on your parting parade. Out till 4 a.m., by the way, Clay, I'd have to sleep for two days afterwards. I, I don't yeah, know how people... there's a lot of people who are in their mid-30s like, oh, my God, yeah. I can't imagine being in, out in your, till in your 20s, In your 20s is fine, right? You bounce back. People, are they rally after partying during the day, day drinking. Once you get over 30, for any of our young audience out there who are in their like mid-late 20s, once you get over 30, I'm telling you, your recovery period after a night of partying and dancing extends itself pretty dramatically. It reminds me, Buck, uh, we were talking about the succession 40th birthday party. Uh, the character who's having his 40th birthday party is with his ex-wife, and she's about to turn 42, uh, and he's like, and he's thrown himself a massive party, and he's really depressed or whatever, and he's trying to fight with his uh, ex-wife, and he says, oh, yeah, what are you going to do? Just hang out with three of your friends, have some wine, and be in bed by 11? And something like that. And she was like, actually, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know there's some people out there like, yeah, I'd like to hang out with my three friends, have some wine, and then go to bed by 11. All right, here's some good news. More good news. Uh, to Later tonight, anticipated, and I think this is legitimately big news, Buck. The United States Senate, in conjunction with, and we'll ask uh, Senator uh, Baucus, uh, sorry, Senator Daines, who is scheduled to join us. Senator Baucus is going to vote against Joe Biden's vaccine mandate, one Democrat from Montana and also Senator Joe Manchin, at least they are going to reject Joe Biden's vaccine mandate reportedly tonight. This yeah. is a massive story, Buck, because it undercuts and and destroys much of the validation of Joe Biden arguing he has authority to put vaccine mandates we're, in place. We're going to address that with Senator Daines in a moment. Also, just on my vaccine math there, one of the reasons it was complicated is that it is complicated. So Pfizer has put out an official statement saying that the three-dose vaccine they believe is effective at neutralizing even the Omicron variant. But according to Agence France Press, AFP, big media company, Quote, the companies also said that an Omicron-specific version of the anti-coronavirus vaccine currently in development by BioNTech would be available by next March. So there's a there's the three-dose regimen situation, folks, for full vaccination. And then there's possibly in March an additional Omicron-specific one if needed. So that's the action. I ain't taking any of them. <laughs> None of them. Travis, you're going to be so far behind, Clay. I'm going to be like Your 20 shots behind before foundation all is not what they want it to be. All right, stuck on what to give your friends and family this holiday season. I'm going to make it easy for you. Tommy John. Tommy John's clothing. This loungewear is so luxuriously soft. They have the best, most breathable, comfortable underwear ever. They've got micro-modal fabrics, which means four-way stretch. I'm wearing Tommy John right now, a T-shirt that I wear all the time. I love this gear. You will, too. Get 20% off your first order of Tommy John right now at TommyJohn.com slash buck. That's TommyJohn.com slash buck for 20% off. Order now so your gifts arrive before the holidays. TommyJohn.com slash buck. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. So we've got a lot to talk about here. We've got uh, Senator Daines uh, joining us right now at the great state of Montana. Senator, thank you so much. Do we have him? I thought we had him. Clay, do we have him? Can you hear me? Yeah. We got him. I'm here. Senator Daines, thanks for being with us. Hey, glad to join you. So tell us, sir, we've got this vote tonight, COVID mandates, people pushing back. What do you make of it? Listen, every so often, Washington, D.C. does something that lights up our phone lines where I have Montanans calling me with either either incredible anger or flat-out fear. This is one of these issues, these vaccine mandates. 
this vax mandate is the overreach of D.C. at its worst. I think it's unconstitutional. Thank God for some of these Trump judges who have actually intervened to stop this insanity. But tonight we'll have a vote on the Senate floor. Uh, because this particular provision, it's a simple majority vote to get this passed. Looks like we've got 51 votes. Uh, Joe Manchin's going to join us on this vote tonight. And then they'll go to the House, where we've got to put the pressure over there. I doubt Pelosi is going to get this thing passed. But the Senate will stand strong in opposition to this mandate. Okay. First of all, thank you for getting this done. Thank you for coming on, Senator uh, Daines. For people out there like Buck and I and many of our listeners who believe that what Joe Biden has done in terms of a private vaccine mandate for people who work at businesses with over 100 employees under OSHA regulations is a flagrantly unconstitutional attempt by him. What is the significance of the Senate, the majority of the Senate, saying they disagree with this from your perspective? Well, it sends a very clear message. First of all, I think there's two messages being sent. One is you have a complete united front in every single Republican senator will be opposed to this. We're going to have at least one Democrat, and that's going to be Joe Manchin. And this basically, this provision says it's a way for us to overrule a regulation or an edict imposed by the president. So that's what this does. Sends a very strong message. There's another message here, though, too. Back to the fundamental division in this country, given that virtually every Democrat won't support us on this fundamental reversal of a horrible mandate. You think about a business that has, let's say, 102 employees, 103 employees. Why is it that suddenly they are bound by this mandate, but you've got a business of 95 to 99 employees, somehow it's safe to go into work? It makes no, it makes complete nonsense. And furthermore, we're starting to see more natural immunity developing. There's no credit given to anybody for natural immunity, which again, the, the American people are smarter than Dr. Fauci in this administration. They see right through it. This is going to be a resounding rebuke tonight of the Biden administration. Speaking to Senator Steve Daines of Montana and Senator, the U.S.-Mexico border is an area that we don't get a lot of media coverage of. We actually had Brandon Judd from the National Border Patrol Council on with us yesterday telling us about the reality down there. And it seems like the Biden regime is just going to continue largely doing what they do, even though remain in Mexico technically will go back into effect at some level. Uh, We've been told that it's going to be minimal and they're going to slow roll it essentially use the bureaucratic slow walk to make it seem like they're doing something about the border when they're not really doing anything are the democrats going to pay a political price for this i mean what where do you see this going and also how can we get some of your colleagues to raise more attention to this issue because we know the american people in polling are very attuned to and really oppose illegal immigration absolutely well and furthermore for a senator that comes from a northern border state, Montanans are absolutely perplexed. Why in the world would Joe Biden, he kept the Canadian border shut down. <laughs> He's got the southern border wide open for illegals to cross. And furthermore, to think that the Biden administration is negotiating to pay some $450,000 to illegals who crossed me. It's just completely outrageous. I've been down the border a couple of times. I always will go during the night so you can really see what's going on. The last time I was down there uh, earlier this year, we literally saw Mexican cartel members shining their floodlights at us. We were standing on the banks of the Rio Grande. Literally, my boots were a little bit wet. You could hear them yelling in Spanish. I asked the Border Patrol agent, curious, what are they yelling at us? He said, sir, 
it's so vile, I don't even want to translate it for you. It's terrible. <laughs> so the Mexican cartels are in control of the southern border because of Joe Biden's policies. Remember, it was on the day he was inaugurated, Biden started through executive orders reversing what President Trump had put in place, whether it was building the wall and these policies that disincentivized illegal crossings. And of course, we've seen a disaster. And you're exactly right. There's a political price that's going to be paid. We saw the beginnings of that, certainly in the Virginia election, in New Jersey and other places around the country. The numbers we're seeing right now, polling data in swing states, swing districts, it's the strongest rebuke of the Democrats that we have seen going all the way back to 1994. It's stronger than that and 2009-10, which were both huge, sweeping elections. If the elections were held today, it'd be a disaster for the Democrats. We're talking to Montana Senator Steve Daines. Big vote tonight on the Senate floor. Maybe a big vote. We don't know for sure on Build Back Better. We played earlier in this show uh, some quotes from Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, saying it makes no sense to do it. What are you hearing in the Senate about the likelihood of a vote before the end of the year, maybe before Christmas, and whether or not Democrats are going to be able to corral uh, Steve Manchin, uh, who you said, uh, Joe Manchin, sorry, who you said is going to be voting with the Democrats on the vaccine mandate, and or Kirsten Cinema, what are you hearing inside the Senate uh, inside the Senate about the likely outcome here? Yeah, well, it really comes down to Joe Manchin. You said it well. Uh, he holds all the cards in this. And Joe made statements yesterday of the concerns of what this will do to inflation. Yes, what this is doing to the debt. And, you know, Joe's right on this. This would be another hyperinflation bomb to drop on the economy. This is. This bill, the real cost of it, is probably somewhere closer to $5 trillion. They've gamed the system. The Democrats have Pelosi and Biden and, uh, and Schumer and Bernie Sanders. By truncating some of these massive entitlements, it makes the bill look like it's, it's quote, only $1.75 trillion. We're talking about trillions of dollars. The real price is about $5 trillion. So Joe has expressed more concern yesterday. I, I'm optimistic, but I can't be for sure that this thing gets pushed into early next year. I think they're going to have a hard time getting Joe on board be between now and Christmas. Remember, West Virginia is a state that went for President Trump by 38 points. Every single county in West Virginia voted for President Trump. So you don't have to be Braveheart if you're from West Virginia to stand up against Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer. Senator Steve Daines of Montana. Senator, great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. There's still time to make a positive impact on your household budget before year end. It's by improving the mortgage payment you have, taking advantage of the lower rates still available. The help can be found at American Financing, America's home for home loans. And the only lender we recommend, look, I'm using them right now with a new mortgage. American Financing offers sound advice. They don't pressure you. Instead, their salary-based mortgage consultants get to know you so they can lead you to overall savings. Clay, how do they do it? What do they do? Where do folks go? Simple. Get your phones in your hand right now. You can save up to $12,000 in a year thousand dollars a month you might also be able to skip a couple of payments all you have to do is call american financing 800-777-8109 that's 800-777-8109 or you can visit americanfinancing.net nmls 182334 nmlsconsumeraccess.org 
More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.